Generally Speaking About the Church, episode number 62. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of About the Church. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. My name is D.G. Hollams. Today, we're going to generally speak about the church again. Yeah, just generally. Just generally. We had some calls. But we'll make it We'll make it very merry and with cheer today. Yes, we will. But we, whatever we do, we will not play cheesy Christmas music in the background because... <laughs> DG just does not have the the cheery... The cheesy Christmas spirit. I have Christmas spirit, but it's not the cheesy kind. Unless it's with apples. And then I'll eat some cheese, some Christmas cheese with apples. Listen, a flute even. Yeah, I think someone just cut the cheese in that one. <laughs> I think the flute me. player just cut the cheese. <laughs> uh, oh, come on, man. Uh, that's so sweet. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We're having that tonight, Margaret. Wait. Anyway, sorry. Margaret? Who's Margaret? She's on the... Oh, okay. She's in the chat room. Well, hello, Margaret. That's the first time I think I've seen Margaret in a chat room. Oh, she's been here several times. Has she? Well, I apologize. I I feel really bad now. Well, happy anniversary, Cliff. Well, well, thank you. I've got to throw that out there. I want to tell everybody how how amazing uh, gspn.tv is. And so many people's lives, and um, and I just think that's pretty, pretty stinking cool that you guys have been doing it for three years, and a full one year anniversary of you doing it full time, uh, stepping out in faith, that's talking right. about faith. <laughs> so I just want to say congratulations, and well, thank I, you. I am honored to be a part of the GSPN family. Thank you so much, DG. We're we're actually that, the, I guess now would be as good as time as any to celebrate. Tell people that we have a special celebration set up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, this is going to be released um, next week, so there should still be time. (laughs) We can't do that, the one recording after this. Exactly. We will say, boy, that was a great time. Actually, I think that one is, is that released the day of? Might be. Uh, No, the day before. The day before. So so in the next episode that we record, we can actually say tonight we're doing. Nice. Okay, okay. And then we'll mess everybody up in the live show. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we we are pre-recording this ahead of time for those of you who are listening via podcast. But anyway, um, we are celebrating on the 31st, the entire 24 hours of the 31st, starting at 12.01 a.m., Wow. And so if you guys want to come join us anytime after midnight on Tuesday. I have a question for you. Are yes. you going to be up that entire time? Yeah. You personally are yeah. going to be up that. You won't like let Stephanie take over. Well, you take dur- a nap. During the day, during the day on Thursday, I may go take like a two hour nap or something. See if Stephanie comes in. That is loco roco. Yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. We're going it, to, it's a way to celebrate. And we wanted to think of a way that folks could from every time zone, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, that, that if you wanted to participate in the celebration, uh, you can do that. And what's, cool. re- what's going to be a lot of fun is, um, I've, I've seen a lot of my friends in podcasting or a handful of my friends in podcasting do podcast, uh, marathons where they, po- they're actually going for 24 hours. Right. What we're doing different. And not that those people didn't do anything great, but uh, what we're doing different here. No, no, you're kicking it up a notch. I, I I do want to kick it up a notch. Exactly. Like that's that's going to go on the history books, it's, right? I don't, I don't know another book. one. 
well, has anyone else even done that? Like, oh, tell them what you're going to do. Well, <laughs> well, what what we're going to do is actually um, all 24 hours of our po- of our marathon will be available in podcast form. Now, it's not going to be like, don't worry, on January 1st through the 7th, you're not going to have 24 hours worth of stuff in your uh, podcast you know, directory when you download all the episodes. But what we're doing is we're recording episodes of, of various shows. So, for example, um, we, we launched a brand new podcast called The Community Voice, uh-huh. which is where we interview people in the community uh, to you know, get a, a better feel of who these people are that awesome. that are out there called plus members and and stuff like that. We've already recorded two of them, but during it's like that, you're walking around and you're like knocking on their apartment door in the community, the GSPN community, and you're opening up and saying, "Hey, what's up?" That's right, and and, it's and like, everybody else is behind you. You're like, yeah. "Hey, check this person out." Yeah, it's it's gonna be like the 2020 edition of GSPN. <laughs> nice. You know, I'm Barbara Wawa. Barbara Wawa. That's right, and my, my goal is to make them cry. Nice. So it's, it's, we'll see. But I, wait, wait. The rest of the community or the people you're interviewing and <laughs> finding information yes. about? Nice. Nice. Like, so seriously, though. But, tell us about when your last pet passed away. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, Marley and me, during that 24-hour period of time, the Community Voice podcast, we may record 17 different episodes of that show. Oh, cool. Okay. Because they're about 20 to 30 minutes in length. Okay, and yeah. and then we're going to take some folks like uh, we're going to take um, people that really love Lost and we somebody in our community may actually co-host an actual episode of the Lost nice. podcast. That'd be fun. Somebody who's really into heroes or whatever, maybe they're podcaster. And so we'll record an episode of the podcast answer man. So all 24 hours of the entire marathon will be recorded podcast episodes. Awesome. And if I don't have somebody helping me out like three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning, uh, be prepared for some musically challenged podcasts where I just have to click the play button. Uh, 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 play, <laughs> and and, and play. It, it'll go great because it's all acoustic music and I'll be talking. So uh, this next song is from uh, <laughs> like, go ahead, caller. This is Fraser Crane. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's what you should do is have a college show at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> John's in the chat room said, didn't you start a podcast like that before? It was actually, we used to do this thing called, uh, uh, who are the people in your neighborhood? And they, they were episodes of my crazy life, but, but this one, we're finally actually launching it as its own podcast. Cool. And, uh, it it has, and you weren't literally walking around your neighborhood introducing people. people. I was, I was doing the similar, same thing. It's a new idea. You think so? Yeah. Word on the street, brother. Exactly. How to meet your Kroger Deli guy. <laughs> so what kind of cheese did you have? <laughs> I was th- I was thinking it'd be neat to t- take the Edderall recorder downtown and just randomly go up to people and see what kind of conversations I could start. That would be cool. You know, just anybody. Have you ever heard of GSPN.TV? That's right. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? We're doing a blind taste test. What are you- <laughs> <laughs> listen to this sample. Now listen to this sample. Which one tasted better? Do you like compressed voice or uncompressed? <laughs> Anyway, are we going to talk better about better not today? hearing me or not seeing me and hearing me or is it better <laughs> seeing me? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. All right. So we are going to talk about the church sometime during this episode, I do believe. And I think to probably <laughs> transition us into some churchy things, uh, whatever that actual word means, uh, we will turn to our voicemail line and uh, we have our caller here on line number one. This is Jonathan Nation. I'm in Middle Tennessee, right outside Nashville. And 
I'm sitting here watching the post show of About the Church on December the 9th, and at one point, Cliff started sharing about his vision for something, and so here's what I'd like to see. Talk about the mission of, of churches, and then how different communication tools could play into this. And a great way to start this off might be for Cliff to share his passionate view of how churches could use new media <laughs> to achieve their mission. And about the church is definitely a part of doing that. But just putting into words and discussing how using these technology tools might be really useful and go to some really interesting places there. Thanks. All righty. Awesome. So, so John, th- Jonathan, thank you so much for your uh, voicemail. And uh, I think that's great. We'll, we'll kind of take that on as, as the topic of this episode. And let's start off, uh, DG, by asking ourselves the question, what is the mission of the church? Oh, that's good. Um, man, um, <laughs> it's a multifaceted <laughs> individual. <Right. laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people would just, you know, boil it all down to uh, go make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teach them everything. Um, and then, then other people would say, you know, because that's the great, um, what was it? The Great, great commission. commission. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I stayed up late last night working, so I apologize for my brain. Uh, but, but, you know, but other people would say, well, you know what? The great commandment of loving other people as well as, and, and loving God, loving, loving God with everything that you are and, and loving your neighbor as yourself has got to be integrated into the great commission. And so, uh, maybe we shouldn't separate those two things out so much. So maybe that's, maybe that is one and the same and we can be able to combine those two and live that out. I think that's a much better way of looking at it. Right. Well, <clears throat> Professor Allen's in the chat room and he says to proclaim the kingdom of God. And and I really like that because to if that is quote unquote the mission of the church, mm-hmm. if you look at everything Jesus did and was about, it was to proclaim the kingdom of God, and that and in that um, everything else falls under that umbrella, which of course would be the subcategories of baptizing people, uh, making disciples, um, which is uh, feeding the poor. And uh, taking care of the widows, um, orphans, l- prisoners, orphans, prisoners, uh, loving lesbians, exactly loving other people and and loving them as yourself. I mean, basically reaching out across the cultural divide to bring the the actual presence in the at least the knowledge of the presence of God here on earth to to the masses. So, that, well, and I think I think Christ, did, of course, did more than just proclaim the kingdom; he actually ushered it in. His very presence actually brought it into yes. into existence, um, but yeah, you know, I actually the thing I actually typed in uh, or was working on last night at two in the morning was um, was the Gospel of John, the very first, you know, and he was talking about here's this here's this guy named John, and and then here's another guy that's this John the Baptist guy who's just, I mean, just you know, looks crazy. <laughs> But every single one of the Gospels is talking about here's this man that you need. He's going to be the one that's going to clear the path and and prepare a way for this other guy named Jesus. Right. And and 
I got to thinking, all, everyone always says that we should be like Christ, we should be like Christ. But I think there's a large part of us that probably needs to be like John. We're the people, we're, we're, I want to be the person that's pointing at Christ and saying, that's the dude. Don't, don't even look at me. That's the dude. I'm right. telling you, that's the one that you need to, that you need to put your focus on. Yeah. And that's what John did, which was so cool. And, you know, and, and it's, he's a very integral, important part of what's going on. So I think that's part of the proclaiming of the kingdom, just like what Professor A was talking about. I, I like the, the thought of, uh, being, you know, that we ought to be more like John than, than Jesus, because, uh, one of the big statements that, that John made that has always left an impression is, is, uh, one will come after me, one whose sandals I'm not even worthy to tie. Yeah. So it's like, listen, it, I, which is a, ser- would be a servant's job. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm not even worthy to be this guy's servant. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think sometimes if we get caught up in being so much like Jesus, we walk around, you know, in our high horse of Christianity. Sure. And sometimes we think we are all that great and we're pointing down at people and pointing them in the direction they ought to go. When, in fact, we should be just talking about the greatness of, of Christ and who he is and and the fact that that he he is the standard, not yeah. us. And John, you know, point blank is like, no, no, I'm not the Messiah. And, he's like, and then he's even saying, no, no, I'm not even the prophet, Elisha. You know, I know you all these people are looking for that and expecting those kinds of things. I'm telling you, I'm not even that person. And, he, and even when he says no, everyone, their dog still, you know, says, oh, no, you were the Elijah that the Old Testament was talking about. You were ushering in, you know, the presence of, of God um, again in this world, but not the first time as a person. But, yeah, but going back to the mission, um, I think that, you know, it's, it's a challenge right now. I think a lot of churches are, are really using the, the buzzword missional. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's becoming a really, really important word to a lot of churches lately um, is to make sure that we are missional, that we don't just do, we don't just do this typical time and place of worship, uh, but that we are actually living this worship in our daily lives. Um, and so a lot of churches, you know, whether they are a mission, like a typical mission, you know, build a building in the middle of a poor place or, or renovate, you know, a place among, among, among the poor or the outcast and live there and, you know, whatever else. But I'm actually finding that a lot of churches are, are basically saying, well, wait a second, what is it, what does it truly mean that we are a missional church that we, that we're not only proclaiming stuff, but we're living it out in our, and or we're saying, maybe I should say we're proclaiming with our actions as well as with our words. Right. Um, and what that looks like and how that bringing, bringing about justice and bringing about love and grace and, uh, and relationships with those other people. So, um, what I, what I'm thinking of right now, and it comes to mind, especially when we're to kind of even transition us into the talk of communication tools and new media and, and the, the vision of the church, or at least what the church could, or maybe sometimes should even be doing. Um, but, but what, what leads me to think about this is when I look at the book of Acts and I read about the, the start of the church, the launch of the church and when it just rapidly took off like, like crazy. One of the things that I saw as, as a result of the Holy Spirit empowering the church was community. You know, Acts two forty two through forty seven. They gathered together in each other's homes and in the temple court. Uh, they broke bread together. They they shared all they had together. Um, they followed the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to prayer. I mean, they were a community. They loved each other. They spent time with one another. They supported and encouraged one another, uh, giving to each other as they had need. I mean, it was just this massive community. And and if anything, I think that that's what I don't see as much as I used to. 
in the church. And I've seen churches that have tried this. Um, and, and, and some churches will say, well, you know, we're really great at community because we get together every Sunday morning, Sunday night, then, uh, for, for worship services. Oh, and we were together even before the Sunday morning worship for Sunday school classes. Then Tuesday nights, we, we invite everybody to the community at the church for, uh, prayer night. And then Wednesday, we have the midweek service. And then either on Friday or Saturday, we always like to have something at the church, either a potluck dinner, or some kind of social ice cream gathering or something like that. Yeah. So we're a very awesome community because communities are main focus. Right, exactly. And and what we have there is a closed community. Right. I think they have they have the terminology correct, but the meaning of community is probably the community that they find themselves in. <laughs> Where they should be is in the community parades and you know what I'm saying like the stuff that the that you know Cincinnati is doing not the stuff that so-and-so church is doing that just so happens to be in Cincinnati. Right. So I think they should be a part of the community. <laughs> and I, they confuse the fact that their community is the only community that there is. Exactly. And so so if, if anything, what I, I believe the that new media and the, these communications can do that that will help them establish a little bit more of, of – um, reaching its goals in the mission of the church is to actually get involved more involved in the community yeah not just their own and and so basically what does that mean that means there's this whole culture of people outside the church walls you know and by the church walls i'm talking about you know first baptist church of uh, main street down the road sure who has a building and 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 who unfortunately is not that was a generic a, term everybody exactly <laughs> um and and so uh, yes exactly it was and a that, generic church he just made up yeah so basically uh the thing is is that the idea is to get um outside of those walls and and start the people who are driving down main street who are those people yeah. and what is the church doing to reach out to those people and not reach out to, with the main purpose of of you know, converting them. But what is the church doing not only to do that, mm-hmm. but but what are they doing to just unconditionally love those people, to serve those people? What about, you know, not Main Street, but what about First Street down the road where where the guy lives under the underpass? What is the church doing to to reach out to the person in the community that, that doesn't have a home or a roof over their head? Right. And and I think what what would be helpful and what I'd love to see in the in the church is to have it all of a sudden have the, sh- the focus uh, not completely taken away. I mean, I, I believe that there, there's a time to come together and, and share, you know, and, and encourage one another of course. and stuff sure. like that. You have to have that. But I would love to see an equal amount of te- attention, if not more attention, focused on saying, okay, this was great, us hu- hugging each other and encouraging each other and praying for one another, but now let's go out and let's that let's meet these needs and let's meet these people and and let's build relationships with with right. this community right and and so there are so many tools for that that are out there that are being used more and more and and I guess what I'm talking about is is more of our generation yeah uh, because we are a more technical generation we even have a a president who's probably going to try to fight to get to use his blackberry <laughs> <laughs> I will fight this yeah so, that's pretty funny yeah it, you know and I, I think that's and at least from my understanding, it's so much more. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that mission trips are bad. I'm saying that it needs to be on top of mission trips. But to to actually live as a community and live missionally, 
in my mind, it it really is something that is it is a lifestyle of being missional. Mm-hmm. It is not just one trip here or one event there or something else like that. I think those are great ways to start getting it and start you know seeing the joy that's found in sacrifice and the joy that's found in serving and uh, being a servant um, kinds of things. But I really and I and this is just this is where I'm kind of wrestling and kind of feeling kind of drawn. But I really think that one one way that is something that I think people should be kind of tapping into or dabbling into mm-hmm. as a community, as a church community, is uh, the thought of of a rule of life, kind of like a monastic rule that we are all going to be in covenant with one another to be able to say, hey, we're going to attempt to live missionally. And so not only are we going to, you know, pray together or pray the hours or whatever else, you know, just to kind of give a rhythm for mm-hmm. our life. But one of those rhythms that we're doing is, is attempting to be able to be, to be missional in, in every single day that we, you know, have an opportunity to live. Right. And I, th- I think that that's going to be really, really, it's going to be really, really different and really unique for one. <laughs> so it's going to be really hard to get off the ground. But I think that that has a potential of being so much more effective than just saying, hey, raise up a whole bunch of money. Let's go to Guatemala and do the mission trip. Although, that, and don't get me wrong, that is awesome. I think that it's definitely needed big time. Uh, or we're going to go down and feed the homeless uh, downtown Covington, which I mean, we just did that Sunday. But but after you do that, you're developing relationships with people while you're feeding them. And then you go down on your own, you know, or with two or, other, two or three other people and get to know the homeless guy's friends that didn't show up to the dinner. And, and you start to develop relationships that way. And, and it just becomes, it becomes who you are. It's, it's so much more than just, uh, it's an event or, right. you know, a set aside time to do something. It's, it starts becoming relationships. So I, I think that is, I think that's the future of the direction that I feel called to try to attempt to be able to bring out make a bunch of mistakes, try to do it, but to actually try to do that. Right now, Jonathan was uh, specifically referring to an, a conversation he kind of overheard after the post show. Basically we had wrapped things up, but I think the microphones were still on and we were talking with Keith uh, who joined us last week. And, in essence, what we were doing is we were talking about the fact that he's going to be doing a lot of consulting work with some some churches, and uh, he was asking about you know getting them set up for podcasting and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and one of the things that I think Jonathan heard is is that you know I really have this passion for churches to to get involved in podcasting and new media as a whole, and and I have this vision of of churches where it's not just taking the Sunday morning sermon and putting out in the podcast. I think that's great, and I think that there is a lot of value to that. In fact, we I've even talked about that here in uh, About the Church before. Uh, it, that should be the minimum. And, and there, there's, exactly. there is nothing to hold any church back right. on on that. This, as far as the cost, you might have a, a, an initial upfront cost, but from that point forward, um, if you have somebody that's even remotely technical in your church, uh, you can you can pull this thing off at a, at a very low cost to to next to nothing. Yeah. And uh, I happen to know a podcast consultant over at PodcastAnswerMan.com dot com if anybody's interested. But um, <laughs> I heard he's a pretty sexy looking guy, a real sexy looking guy. <laughs> that's why he does audio mostly. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a face for radio, and then what they always say. That's right. He's got a face for radio. So anyway, uh, the thing is, though, is that here, here, that should be a minimum. And my vision for churches would be to take those elders and those deacons, and instead of hiding behind, 
you lock doors to talk about things, which obviously there are things sometimes you need to discuss in private. But but why not occasionally, maybe biweekly, get together the head pastor and a couple you know leaders within the church and have some roundtable discussions and and record those as conversations and put them out in the podcast feed. Yeah. You know and and, and then what I would suggest doing is kind of fielding questions from the congregation. You know, it's like, hey, uh, how many times does the pastor, you know, sit in his office and he gets a phone call and says, hey, can I come in and talk to you? I'd love to ask you some questions. And sometimes I guarantee you the pastors are oftentimes asked the same questions over and over again. Sure. It's like, you know, I, I'm really struggling here because, you know, my boyfriend and I, we've been dating for a while. Uh, he's not a Christian, but I am. I'm really li- looking for some advice on this because, you know, you know, we're we're I'm being cautious. We're not spending time alone, but I'm I'm finding, you know, how do I set boundaries with my boyfriend? Yeah. You know, it, it, can you give me an, any advice on that? And then how how awesome would it be to have a pastor who would take that quote unquote anonymous question from the congregation and address that in, in the podcast. I mean, that is a real life, real n- n- met need. And how many, you know, obviously those people do come in and they ask those questions. They ask for the right reasons. How many people in that church have that same question but are too embarrassed exactly. to ask the question? Right. And, and here, just like just like you're seeing with youth and chatting, they, man, they'll tell you a lot deeper stuff in mm-hmm. their hearts and their lives over chat any day of the week oh, instead of over per, in, in person. Right. And, and so it's invaluable for youth ministers and children ministers to be able to have chat and Facebook. I, I mean, re- invaluable. I remember I went to this t- little tiny Baptist church when I was uh, in high school and they had these little booklets up on the wall, uh, little informational book- booklets. And one of them actually says, is masturbation a sin? Wow. And you well, you open it up, and, and that's a question that a lot of young men obviously sure. have on their mind. Of course they do. How many young men do you think feel comfortable asking that question of anybody? Yeah. And, you know, and, and of course, here, here's the thing. They're, they're, to be able to pick up that book, you've got to make sure that nobody's looking this way, nobody, nobody's yeah. coming that way. And, sure. But when it comes to, can you imagine the pastor or, or even just some, some elders within the church addressing the question, and, and, you know, is masturbation a sin? Right. And having that just open conversation and, and talking about that. And, and and then all of a sudden it's there is no record of who downloads you know you just put it out there and and people can listen to that and 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 here's the really big thing about this is you know you start putting stuff like that on the internet and then all of a sudden somebody does a google search for is masturbation a sin and then all of a sudden you're you're actually reaching out to an audience that's well beyond what you intended and it has benefits for everyone right and so more conversations like that. I, and, and of course, those are some pretty extreme examples. But sure. but it, the, the possibilities are really limitless. And and I think these are the I mean, these conversations are happening out there. Oh, yeah, of course. They and, are. and they're then people are looking for information and they're sometimes afraid or ashamed to go looking. So where do they go looking? They go looking to the Internet. They Google it. 
and Google's not always going to give them the best answer. And and uh, maybe they've already Googled it, and then all of a sudden they've they've kind of formed their own opinion on how they feel about these certain things based upon what they've read. And, and some say no, and some say eh, it's not a big deal, it's natural, and then it's this, it's this and this. So they formed an opinion, and then all of a sudden, let's just say that next month you record this conversation, you guys give a, what you believe is the best biblical stance on how to approach this issue. And then all of a sudden their face is like, well, what? that's contrary to what I believe based upon what I read. <laughs> yeah. But boy, in that conversation, they sure did make a lot of good points. And and yeah. let me pray about this and think about this because I may I may need to change my thinking on on this particular issue. Yeah. This, it's a no brainer to me. Yeah. It it makes it just makes complete sense. <laughs> You know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we're, you know what? Maybe we're thinking too logically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you and I are hanging out with Spock a little bit too often. You think so? Yeah. No. You know, it's just, <laughs> it just makes sense. It just makes sense. It, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't. I mean, it, I, back. I mean, today. It's. I mean, and I'm not. I'm not putting churches down for doing this because for not doing this because up until now, to have that kind of voice or to have anything, you had to go down to the local radio station and you had to work out the financial arrangements of how you're going to get airtime. Right. And and I'll be honest with you, the 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 technology for the average person, it's a little geeky. Yeah. And and it's not something that you'll probably go and 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 over the weekend and and find out. For the average super geek, ultra geek, you could start podcasting in 3 days after hearing about it for the first time. For right. for the for the average somewhat person like the somebody who's the the most geeky thing they've done is finally signed up for a Facebook account. Yeah. It's probably not going to come to you naturally and you're not so so you need a little help. But the thing is 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 that the initial cost may be there uh but then beyond that it's it's absolutely it can be 100% free. Yeah. And and so yeah. at this point forward I really would love to see more congregations, more churches, more leaders, uh more more groups of just people randomly actively talking about their faith in in real life and i would love and, and of course obviously i have a passion for that for this and that's exactly what the about the church is about uh it's a what the almost daily devotional is about and 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 to be honest with you uh while i don't focus on faith in my crazy life my crazy life is just me sharing who i am right and so much of that is 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 about this living a balanced life and what i feel god calling and leading me to do each day and and stuff and how i either succeed or fail at doing those things. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I see it all over the place, how it's being used for the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. <laughs> it just, I, I cannot see why any church would not want to be able to introduce these kinds of things. Now, granted, there's a lot of churches out there with a lot of just people who are, can't stand technology. <laughs> That's a shame. And, and, and so, but it's gonna. But I, I guarantee you, if if the if the leaders would learn and see the advantage of this, then I think everyone else would jump on board. Right. Um. They they would you know because they trust and they respect and it's they're like okay I'm fine with I'm fine with looking into that and you know going with that so. Yeah. Now let's read a couple of chat comments here, and then I have some I have some suggestions for churches and new media. Um, and specifically pastors. But l- let's read. Professor Allen says, Our pastor, 6,000-plus members in their church, has an open conversation every two months or so. Anyone can come and come to ask questions. Usually lasts about 90 minutes. About 50 to 75 people attend. I go ev- go to everyone. 
And the question I have for you, Professor Allen, and you can answer it um, after the de- short delay before this audio gets to you, is do you guys record that audio from that that session and do you make it available on the internet, either in podcast form or at least clickable where somebody can come to the website and and listen to it by hitting the play button? Uh, so uh, let's see here. And then... Um, Richard Emblem in our chat room says, heard a great but barely audible <laughs> Praxis podcast by DG featuring a face fascinating lady called Nadia. Cliff and DG, you should get Nadia on the show someday. It's beginning <laughs> to get dark here in the UK and he has to go get his steps in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so who's Nadia? Tell me about Nadia. And Nadia was just one of the speakers that uh, were at the Great Emergence event. Oh, okay, good. And um, she's, I think, I might have talked about this last time. Yeah, I think time, you talked about but her. she's a comedian and, and uh, or used to be a comedian and uh, alcoholic and everything else. Got cleaned up, got sober, became a Lutheran uh, vicar. Okay. And um, and now she's, you know, she's a, a, a female pastor somewhere. But she wrote that book that I was talking about that watched 24 hours of <laughs> of Trinity Broadcasting. Network. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember it. you talking about her. But anyway, she's on the Praxis podcast right now. The the latest episode of that. I just recorded her doing that whole, which is praxispodcast.com. Yes, P R A X I S. But it's funny though. You said barely audible. I'm worried. I'm, I didn't know if it was the sound, like it was not loud enough, or if it was because we were literally in an echo chamber because we were. They did this in the middle of a cathedral, St. Mary's Cathedral oh. in Memphis. And I just used the Adderall and just put it on the on the stage yeah. as best I could. Right. Now, Professor Allen says, not recorded yet. I think he actually wants people to come. And this is exactly my fear. Okay. And the same thing. I wonder how many pastors would say the same thing about their sermons. I'm afraid that if I make the the sermons available, then who will come? Uh, oh. You see what I'm saying? The thing is, though, is is there are a lot of people who are just not going to be able to make it. Right to that, maybe their business tra- trips and traveling or whatever. Churches have dealt with that their whole lives. I mean, they, they've always had sweet, you know, sweet elderly people who are homebound yep. elderly people, and you know, they have either given them a copy of the sermon with a you know paper copy, or burned a CD or a tape, sorry, uh-huh. or something else like that. It just we're just using a new format of being able to share what that stuff right. was. And 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 the thing is, is of course, what if what if you came to that event and you asked a question and that question led to a 32 minute response from your pastor. And it was the most eloquent answer to a question you've had your entire life. (laughs) And there's absolutely no way that your pastor could ever recreate that, that way of explaining it in the same way that he did, because it was something that just, just, it just came to him. And, and And it so succinctly answered your question to, to the nth degree and and you are you have had that question asked you so many times and you've sure. never been able to give a response and now all of a sudden the next time somebody comes and asks you that question and you go and you try to tell them what you have now been completely satisfied with as an answer and you just can't get it out the same right, right and it right. just doesn't sound the same and, and and you know that's what frustrates me there that you know these things should be recorded it it should be available I and, mean, and, and it I, doesn't I wanna, cost anything. Exactly. And I want to go back to it really it, doing your sermon is just that is that is so much a not a great use of the technology. How do I say that? <laughs> I didn't, didn't come out the way I wanted it to. But 
But like what you're saying, that's one of the options you can be able to throw it, throw out a, like a question answer, you know, throwback kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great to be able to produce something before the sermon is that week. Give people just literally a bunch of discussion questions. Allow people to be able to do some a little bit of homework for those people who really want to get soaked up in whatever he's going to be preaching or she's going to be preaching in. And then they can be able to go on Sunday and really really listen and, mm-hmm. and it not just be a zombified glossed over stare, you know, when they're about to fall asleep and then provide opportunities after that. Like what if you actually produced a sermon or not a sermon, a, a, a podcast or something else like that, that basically the whole thing was just next steps. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, here are four simple things you can do this week yep. to live out this. You know, there needs to be much more opportunities and and this is just podcast. We're only talking about podcasting. When you throw Twitter in the mix, I mean, uh-huh. it was amazing when I went to that conference to have a live Twitter feed, everyone using the hashtag of number sign TGE, which stands for the great emergence. And they told everybody, if you're on Twitter, on your phone or on your computer, just put number sign TGE and then put your tweet out there, whatever it is. And they had those going live on the screen while people were talking. I would love to see like a, a, a talkback panel. And so you have a talkback panel, but not only are they are they asking questions in the audience, but they have Twitter going, and they're going to say, "Okay, and we're going to have five questions from Twitter from people all over the world can be able to send a question into this to this panel." Right. And I like I do that all the time. Like if I know I'm going to do an interview for Praxis Podcast, I'll send it out via Twitter and saying, "Hey, does anybody have any questions for so and so? Let me know. I'd love to ask them for you." And it's just what a great medium to be able to you know you have a favorite author. And I've done all the heavy lifting to be able to actually get that author on, you know, on a podcast. Now I want to open it up and allow everyone on their dog to be able to ask questions and to interact with this author. Right. It just makes sense. I don't know why. I don't know why book companies aren't doing that just constantly. Well, the thing once is, once a month we're going to have, you know, uh, whoever who some famous author who who wrote Marley and Me. I don't know. Just you know somebody like that, like um, Harry Potter. You know. J.K. Rollins. J.K. Rollins. Every month on this website, J.K. is going to answer your Twitter questions or via chat. And now, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but on the new Batman Blu-ray disc. Mm-hmm. BT, BD Live. Yeah, they have BD Live. And now they're actually doing interviews with the directors and the producers of these of these movies. And you can literally chat to them live. This is via the Blu-ray disc. I mean, yeah. this is like using your remote Mm-hmm. and your Blu-ray player, and it will send a question via kind of a chat format, and you're seeing the video the whole time. It's all live. Yep. That's in a movie that you're buying. I mean, technology is its so amazing about developing community and developing relationships. And why and, can't the church be able to use these things? And that's the thing. And, and, and so we're going to talk about a little bit more of that. And so I, th- I think what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. We're at 30... Eight minutes, I believe, into this show, uh, we are going to re- release another. We're going to record another episode here today, which yes. will be released next week. And uh, I think in the next episode, DG, what I'd like to do is talk about um, what kind of technology we would like our churches to use. That sounds great. I have to see if there's snow outside. Okay, let's see if there's snow outside. Oh, oh there God. is. It's falling. The snow is falling. Sorry, I'm like a little kid when it comes to snow. DG is now excited. I'm telling you. So anyway, we're going to talk about what what <laughs> technologies sorry. we think the churches should be using specifically, uh, and and how we would like how we would like to interact with the church. Yeah. All cool. right. So 
Anyway, uh, folks, we just want to say thank you for subscribing to the About the Church podcast. And thanks and to if- our anonymous sponsor who would like yes. to ask for all of you to be praying for another church other than your own. Exactly. So do that. And, of course, we want your feedback and your questions and all that other stuff. The phone number, DG, is? Uh, i got to find it. got to find it. should be on the board. 859 859- <laughs> Seven nine five four zero six seven. All right, and the email address is feedback at gspn.tv. That's right. And if you either give us a call or send us an email, we'll try to get you into our next episode. That'd be awesome. All right, we'll be back soon. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Bye bye. Bye.